Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. It's time! You asked for it and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping. To the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. On It's Time, we talk about everything. Current events, politics, President Trump, film, TV, UFC, all kinds of sports. It's no holes barred radio. It's sex, drugs, rock and roll talk. And we're here to talk about a lot of things today. With all the subject we have today, I wanted to bring on our special co-host. has been with us off and on now for 10 years going on May, which we're going to celebrate next month. Miss Sammy Phillips. Hi, Sammy. How are you? Oh, my God. Are we having a party? I don't know if I even have time to have a party, to be honest with you, as much fun as it would be. But I think we ought to do something. If anything, TJ, we ought to, like, maybe uh, have an in-studio Buffer Manor, you know, podcast. We'll we'll check it out. You said in-studio. You're all driving to Rancho Cucamonga. Well, I was trying to refer to maybe the studio I have here in my office, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, Either... I thought you meant the studio you had in your bed. Just... Oh, my God. There's Sammy right off the bat. All right, everybody, just so you know, Sammy Phillips, always very interesting. Never know what words are going to come out of Sammy's mouth, but definitely very knowledgeable on the subjects of many things, ranging from relationships between men and women. Sammy, self-proposed sex expert herself, ex-penthouse pet. All that goes with it, doing lots of work, still working for Penthouse. We have a lot of subjects today, which include subjects in and out of the Me Too movement, things that have happened and developed over the last year. Sammy, I'm glad you're on the show because we really need, aside from TJ's and my hopefully educated opinion, we really need your opinion and your outlook on some of the subjects we're going to talk about today as our female, shall we say, counterpart or partner on the show today. Co-host, how's that? That sounds good. Okay, so before we get there, Um, And again, hi, TJ. Hi, Sammy. I hope everything's great. We can sign off with all the other stuff at the end of the show. But what I want to point out to one of the biggest stories that has happened has been about this true American hero, James Shaw Jr., who went to the help of everybody involved in that Waffle House shooting, even though he admits he was trying to save himself. The fact is, is he's truly an American hero for what he did. News came out last week. They put together a GoFundMe program for him to raise money so hopefully he could take his wife and and child or children, I'm not sure how many children he has, off to a trip, you know, just something to award him for what he did. As I read this, it turns around that he has decided to allow the GoFund money, which was donated to him. I also heard the Waffle House uh, was going to pay for the funerals of the four people that did 
uh, die during that horrific shooting that took place. But he has now said that he is donating his GoFund money to make sure that all their funerals are paid for. How unselfish, how more unselfish can this amazing man, a, a true American hero and role model to, to for what he did um, in the unselfish way they did it, what else can this man do to become more more of a role model? What can I say? This, I, I really can't comment beyond that. But I think this is the kind of story, as, as horrific as where it comes from, is very important that everybody understands where it has gone to at the level it is at today. Do you agree, guys? I was going to let Sammy I, have I'm it. I'm waiting yeah, for no, DJ I'm, to talk. This yeah. seems like DJ first response. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no. I, I mean, he's stepping up and, and doing some really nice things. Uh, I mean, he, he's honest here. I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Like, again, this, is, this is, goes back to what you and I have talked about Honestly, for a decade now, Bruce, you're not safe anywhere, uh, not even a Waffle House. And, uh, you know, when we got guys like this uh, man, you know, eating alongside of us, th- there's hope when tragedy strikes. And, uh, you know, he did his part then. He's doing his part now. But you know what? There are there are everyday heroes amongst all of us always, wherever we are at any given moment. And people listening should stop and think about that. Whatever fast food joint, uh, whatever uh, grocery store, uh, clothing store, pizza parlor in that room with you, whether it's a cook, a uh, service person, a cashier, the person in line behind you, there's a hero there. There are heroes everywhere that will step up. When the lady got sucked out of the window on the airline, there were seven or eight people that jumped in to try and save her. When the airlines was uh, diverted and all those people rushed in the 9-11 situation, the third airline, there were people that rushed those terrorists. There are people, there are the people on the train in Europe and the planes in Europe and the embassies. They're everywhere, everywhere in, in, in Vegas, in Florida, in every place we've had a tragedy. You turn on the news, they profile heroes every day. Yes, they so, do. Yeah, they do. They do, Sammy. And you're right in what you're saying, but it is not by any standards a guarantee. So no, with it's that, not a guarantee, yeah. but I'm just saying it to reevaluate sometimes your perception of people that you could possibly make judgment on could be the very person that saves your life. Absolutely. And you never know until things happen. But with that being said, another very important point that goes along with what we're talking about, and we've expressed on the show before, as a parent, as a, a man with your date, with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your children, with your friends, whatever, when you walk into a place and you're going in to have your dinner, to watch your movie, whatever, whether it's, it used to be you worried about it, there was a fire that broke out. Okay, how do you get out of, the, out of that room? In this case, it's not just looking for the fire exits. The bottom line is that, God forbid, anything happens. We live in a society today where I make it a habit of this. I've always had for many years, and I guess it's gotten to the point where it has to be a a habit for most of us. When you walk into a room and you're with your family, you sit down at a table, be aware of everything around you. Be aware of where the exits are. It's just like being on a plane. Be aware of your emergency exits the whole bit. And Sammy, you are correct. There are heroes out there. It is not a guarantee. In this instance of, of Gary Shaw Jr., he did something that really nobody's done to a point, you know, beyond a point, whether except for maybe in a police officer, a military situation or police situation. He grabbed and disarmed a man who was going to kill many more people. Wasn't he a firefighter? That I do not know. I do not know if his background is firefighting. I actually don't even know what he normally does for a living. I should have checked into that too. That's what I think. Let me, well, but the fact is, is that he did it unselfishly. He's gotten a lot of press for it. And we need stories like this in the uh, sight of everything that is happening. So again, for the third week in a row, second week in a row, kudos and congratulations to James Shaw, Jun- James Shaw Jr. I think it's great. He also was honored at the Predators NHL in Nashville, the Predators uh, game two uh, win against the Winnipeg uh, hockey team. So he got some honorarium last night and good for him. I'm happy to see this happening. Happy to see people paying attention to him. Now let's switch gears for a second. This Cosby trial, in the wake of all that's been going on with the Weinsteins and everything else, has finally culminated into a conviction. Uh, he has been convicted, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sammy, I know you're very aware of this, but he has been convicted on three counts, um, which hold up to 10 years imprisonment for him on each. At 80 years old, chances are he's going to pass away in prison at this point. 
I don't see him getting out. He has been found guilty for horrific crime or crimes, and I have no problem with his conviction. Sammy, if you want to speak a few words on this, go right ahead right now. Oh, uh, uh, I think, you know, watching all the women bawling their eyes out at the press conference where they announced the verdict and Gloria Allred surrounded by all of his victims was was good enough. I think, what is there, 69 victims? And what a funny number, 69. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I understand. I'm sure our audience got it too. Right? Yep. Like how not ironic that it, it, a victim, one victim brought him down. Right. But it was the testimony of four women, one of which was Janice Dickinson. Who I know and you know, and you know, she's been out there very vocal about uh, the Cosby situation. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So but she this, had her time. This, this is, you know, vindication for basically any woman who was a victim of this man or People, it was before Me Too kicked in. It was probably what stirred the snowball, in my opinion. Um, uh, it seemed that way. It seemed to be the first one that carried the whole international media interest, which led up to a lot stronger approach towards what happened with Weinstein, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And with that being said now, Sammy, you, you've seen all these cases. People are coming out. The Me Too movement is very strong. The Me Too movement is very just and a very proper for all it's trying to protect and all it's trying to serve and make clear to everybody around the world what's going on. I'm totally for it. Now, there are instances, we touched on this last time you were on the show. One instance I'm going to talk about right now is Tom Brokaw was brought up um, as being accused of making inappropriate unwanted advances on two female coworkers. But these are incidents that stem from the 1990s, which means that we're going back 25 plus years, shall we say. With that being said, if you do something wrong, you do something wrong. But when you read about this, as I'm sure you have, the question I have is not that they don't have the right to come forward, okay? Um, what, are there, what he's being accused of is wrong in the way you should treat women, of course. But is it really a true crime? Do you think they're out for uh, closure, Sammy? Do you think they're out for money? Do you think it gets a little well, too much know, with like, some of these? What are the accusations? Like, okay. did he do grab ass? Did no, here, he... I'll, I'll give it to you right now. The way it's allegedly reported is one of his accusers, Linda Vester, claims that Tom Brokaw, you know, longtime journalist, former anchor of NBC, NBC Nightly News, sexually harassed her while she was a reporter on NBC for Weekend Today back in 1994. So according to the report, she claims he asked her to have a drink with him. She replied, I only drink milk and cookies. Brokaw later called her room around 3 a.m., told her to order the milk and cookies because he was coming over. So she says he showed up uninvited and attempted to force a kiss on her, jerking her head towards his, but she resisted, then he left. That was the one claim. Okay, I got to stop you. So to me, do you want to know how I read this? And I'm, I, I, I don't know what you'd make of this. So I might have just interpreted that as many guys might have. I would have taken her milk and cookies as um, a flirt. And I mean, and when he shows up and, or, you know, offers milk and cookies, it just seems like that was a guy making advances on a girl that maybe really didn't want them in the end. Mm -hmm. Did he rape her? Did he touch her? Did he penetrate her? He no, he just tried to kiss her. He just tried try. to kiss her? Yeah, tried to force a kiss on her is the term used. Or grabbing, maybe he just tried his head. to kiss her thinking that she was flirting with him. I don't okay. know. All right, so in that, with the information that we have, is this a just claim you think that should be made 25 years after the fact with being what we're reading? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, anybody who feels something has happened to them is a just claim to them. Okay, I'll take but that. But perception is everything, you know? Well, perception is reality, and it's all how it's judged in the end. I don't know what kind of, uh, what can come out of this. Obviously, it is, I'm sure, I guess it's a lawsuit, so who knows what they're asking for. The second woman, who chose to remain anonymous, says she was a former uh, PA, which is personal assistant at NBC News, and claims that he took her hands and put them under his jacket against his chest. And then he invited her to his office later, later on, insinuating he wanted to give her some job advice. She claimed she left the company shortly thereafter, and that was the extent of that incident. 
Okay, well, the only thing that seems beyond inappropriate is taking her hand and placing it on his chest. Yeah, which isn't right. You shouldn't do that. Absolutely. That's true. But again, was this 20 years ago as well? They're both in the 1990s. Okay, so here's my next question. How how many times has he done this since then? Is this an isolated incident back then when he was an amorous, horny, younger man? Or is this a predatory, repeated behavior by someone who finally women are starting to come forward with smaller type incidents, but maybe there's something much larger out there? I think we'll find out as time goes on, because you know how this happens. When some people come forward, then all of a sudden others come forward, and it's about their motivation and where they're at. And obviously, closure needed, because only rightfully these women should have closure. So... There are some instances coming up which can be questioned. Some people may question this. But the fact is, like in the incident of Bill Cosby, a man has spent 80 years developing a legacy, completely tainted. And now Tom Brokaw, who, to my understanding, has nothing but been praised left and right through the news. Now his image is under the possibility of being tainted, too, and he's got to deal with that also. So we'll see. Now, another thing that came out in the news, Sammy, Stormy Daniels is coming out. Now she's, you know, her. why was her trial put on hold for for 90 days, I think it is. Do you know why that is? No, uh-uh. Yeah, they supposedly put her lawsuit or weather trial on hold for 90 days. I do not know what the reasoning is. So now she's come out and she's suing Trump for defamation of character. She's filing another lawsuit. And that's basically defaming her by questioning her story, number one, about being threatened by the man in Las Vegas over her alleged sexual encounter. So, you know, when she said the guy came up to her and made so many comments like, you better not do what you're going to do. Something could happen to you in so many words. So now she's coming out and she's hitting him with another lawsuit. Wasn't Michael Cohen the attorney that handled Trump in that situation? Uh, yes, that's where all the stuff comes out. I mean, right. it's well, yeah, maybe it's they, they did a they put it off because he's currently undergoing his own problems. Uh, yeah, he certainly is, isn't he? OK, so well, you know, that's every- why they put hers off. Every day we read about an incident similar to these, pretty much every week, shall we say, something is coming out. People are, you know, coming to the forefront. I just read one of the weirdest ones. Um, You know, Instagram has a lot of the Instagram models is the term, right? So now a man, (laughs) this is kind of, I don't mean to laugh at this, I'm sorry, but it's it's just crazy. Uh, A dog, right, a name Hef, was sexually assaulted, the claim is, allegedly sexually assaulted during a photo shoot with a hot bikini model. Wait, a dog? Yes. uh, The model's name is Diana Mornira, if I say her name correctly. Oh, wait, she was molested by the dog. Yes. I thought you said the dog was molested by a model. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. I I heard the dog. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? here, Here, let me, I look on your link and watch the video. The Instagram model is being sued by the claim that she sexually assaulted his dog. Okay. The model's name. Yeah. The model's name is right. The model's name is Diana Manura. She showed up for a photo shoot at the home of a guy named Tony Tatuni. Say that five times. How do you sexually molest a dog? That's terrible. Let me give you the alleged stuff and then we'll take it from there. The guy that's suing her claims she's Instagram famous. You know, everybody looks at Instagram and immediately you're going to be whatever followers. The dude, that's how it's written here, dude, excuse me. Tony to Tony has 1.5 million followers. Anyway, for the photo shoot, this, this man Tony says Diana started playing around with his dog Hef. According to the lawsuit, Tony's filed against her. Hef stands at five feet tall, one of his hind legs. He's a big dog. And Deanna stands around 5'6". As Tony puts it, Deanna began centrally playing with Hef, arousing him by playing with his genitals and claims that she was masturbating him. Oh, that's not good. And Tony says Hef was totally into it, his dog, and he started mounting and thrusting her and even appeared to place his front legs on her buttocks. So there's video of this, right? Oh, my God. That's really... That's... I've, never, I've never heard of a lawsuit like this ever. Ever. Okay, so the man is suing the girl. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I get I've it. Never, I've never heard that before, ever. Uh, I haven't heard that either, but um, there are laws against that. Yeah, of course there are. Absolutely. But and general- here's the thing. A dog cannot give consent. Got it. Okay. So, therefore, any... 
sexual arousal is against its will. It's like a kid. You cannot give consent, especially a dog doesn't even know what consent is. Well, I agree. So, you know, it's just, again, I've never seen a lawsuit like this. And obviously, if she did what allegedly is claimed here that she did, that's disgusting. Number one. Literally disgusting. I'm sorry. There's no, no way. There are there. No, Bruce, there are. Um, I know. You're, I know. You're, are you about to tell me there are kinky things out there where that's one of the things people do? Okay. So I'm not even going to tell you there's a lady on Facebook who Watch does it with her dog. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Sammy, isn't there something they can do about that? I mean, isn't that basically against the law? Isn't there a term for that? A, a bestiality, yeah. isn't it? Is that bestiality? Yes, it is. And to my knowledge, it is illegal in probably every single state, except I'm sure there's several states it's not because this is America and the weirdest shit is and is not legal in this country, state by state. But yes, this lady exists on Facebook. Um, I came across her. She was a follower of mine and she had wrote some weird comment this was years ago on a post on my wall. And I was like, oh, who's this lady? And she said something about, yeah, me and King, blah, 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 and made a comment. And I'm like, who's King? Oh, well, King's her German shepherd. Huh. So, crazy. Um, and it gets crazier. I'm not even yeah. going to get into it. No, no, I don't even want to hear it. the craziest crap. So I was like, this lady can't even be real. This has got to be a trap. It's got to be, I, who knows? So- I never engaged with her. I would check her every once in a while to see if she still existed. I never ratted her out. I I just felt like that. I fight so many other battles. I figure, you know, the Facebook police, if they haven't figured her out yet, then I'm sorry. Well, it's something that needs to be figured out. And I don't think I got to go any far. You know that. what? Honestly, as we talk, I'll even see if she's here. I'm sure they they had. Come on. That cannot exist. All right. So check in. That, but just so you know, in the story we were talking about with the Instagram model being sued, the man, the dog's owner, the man, Tony, who's suing her, is suing her for $1.5 million in damages. Okay. That's his lawsuit. Just It's getting the point. Everybody's suing everybody for everything. Getting on to another story. Um, this is actually, and Sammy, when you do that, give me a heads up because we're kind of getting away from the subject now. But Yeah, no. She's I'm not. Gonna, she's gone. Okay, she's, good. Yeah, good, they got good. her. Good. She should be arrested, shouldn't she? They, 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 I had did a little research. She wasn't in the city. She was out of state. Okay. All right. So there we go. Yeah. All right. Now on a, uh, I guess a good, it's a very strange story again, since we're in the subject, some strange stories. It does involve genitalia while we're on the subject, but it isn't from a sexual uh, type of story. This is actually pretty amazing when you think about it. The world's first successful penis and scrotum transplant was completed at Johns Hopkins Hospital on March 26. The whole procedure took 14 hours, involved nine plastic surgeons, two urological urological surgeons, and a team of anesthesiologists, nurses, surgical technicians, and all. Um, Now, the, the transplant recipient wants to remain anonymous, as I feel he should, but he's a young U.S. serviceman who sustained these injuries to his lower pelvis and abdominal wall and extremities uh, in an improvised explosive device blast when he was serving in Afghanistan. Very horrific injury to serve, but he has received the transplant. All my best wishes go out to him. But that's amazing when you think about that. That really is an amazing transplant. We hear about this stuff all the time, but that, that one blows me away. Um, I think it's fascinating that they can take an entire set of genitals and swap them out. Yep. But I, I'm more interested in following up a month, two months later. Does everything work? Is everything connected? Can, can he get aroused? Can he urinate normally? Like all those kind of things. Well, let's hope for the best. Can he ejaculate? Right. Let's hope for the best. The medical world is making, you know, major moves, you know, forward. I don't know how many times they have to perform an operation like that, but kudos to them. Salute to them. They were able to do this, and it works for this gentleman. All the better for him. I hope it does. Sincerely. Uh, you know, vaping. You have a lot of friends that vape, right? 
Sammy, you know, the vape. Yeah. It, are we talking vaping marijuana or vaping e-cigarettes? E-cigarettes. E-cigarettes. I don't know so many people that smoke anymore. Well, the kid, the e-cigarettes now has grabbed the attention of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration because what's happening is that there's a rapid spread of this. They call it a fad. And it was flagged in a 2016 report. Now, there's been a 900% increase in e-cigarette use by high school students. Okay. And... What, it, what they're finding is, is that high school students, something like some major, huge percentage, well over 50%, that vaping is now an epidemic against US, uh, amongst U.S. high schoolers. Wow. And they've been reported to be vaping in class. They have these, and even in younger, in junior high, I was talking to Kristen about this because as a mother, she's finding out all these reports. But now, you know, you wonder, is the vaping e-cigarette? Is the vaping have marijuana? You know, the, the well, whole bit. So now this is a whole new craze going on. Here's my question, though. Is it a whole new craze, or are these kids vaping instead of smoking, and they would have been smoking regardless? Like, that. that's where it, you wonder if it's, if it's, you know, an epidemic because it's new, and these kids that otherwise were afraid to smoke are, are cool with vaping, or if it's just, you know, oh, they're they're not smoking either, and they're they're using the e-cigarette. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it is probably what you, exactly what you're saying. But then again, as things happen, it becomes the trend, it becomes the fad, and they see it, and it's cool with the vape. So I can see a lot of kids grabbing onto this even more than grabbing a cigarette, with much more ease to get into it. So we'll see where that turns out. But that's just modern day. You know, these things come out, and people are going to abuse them. And one story that came across yesterday that the NFL draft was this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the big story, one of the big stories is Seattle Seahawks, they drafted a player. Get this. He's a linebacker. He only has one hand. He lost his hand at the age of four due to a rare condition, right, which stunted the development of his hand. And now he's been drafted by the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday's draft. He was the 141, uh, 141st excuse me, overall pick in the fifth round. But it makes him the first one-handed player to ever be drafted in the NFL. I think that's so cool. That this man can play and that he's overcome his his uh, you know his extremity issue and that he's out there performing at a top level to be drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Kudos to him. That goes right in line with Nick Newell. Are you familiar with who Nick Newell is, Bruce? The the uh, the MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, yep. But he is uh, he has more than one hand. What is Nick Newell's full no, no. situation? No, he 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 has one hand. Right. Okay. So. Got it. One hand. And he's performing. Okay, great. So you well, can perform. He's, you can he's, perform. He's going to be performing uh, on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series coming so up. There so is a be, chance, yeah. there is a chance you can make the UFC octagon. Yeah, I believe his only loss is to Justin Gaethje. Wow. Amazing. More power to him. I think it's great. Can't wait to announce him. I think it'd be awesome. Now, TJ, you and I are baseball fans. And Sammy, do you, you like baseball, right? Sammy? Yeah, I... Love the baseball. If we recall, I was engaged to a baseball player. For yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I know you know who Pete Rose is, right? Of course. Okay. And I feel that Pete Rose, with all his records, many unbroken, if I'm not mistaken, everything he did, my idea of a true classic baseball player should be in the Hall of Fame. But obviously, he is not up to this point. Well, things are coming out now. Pete Rose has been accused of being a, you know, a gambler, but now his wife claims that he's a high-stakes degenerate gambler. He's currently married to his ex-wife. He's in court docs, uh, filing for divorce back in 2011. Um, he makes supposedly more than $1 million a year in income from autograph signings alone. Wow. But stand a reason. He's a very, very uh, highly pursued autograph and baseball, you know, uh, legendary player. Uh, he blows most of his cash, according to his wife, in high-stakes gambling sessions, has debts with the casinos, with the IRS. And so now she's coming back, and she's trying to get $100,000 a month from him. But now it's all coming about Pete Rose. You know, gambling, you got to be careful, folks. If that's the way it goes, gambling can be very serious to your personal life or whatever. So now she's claiming he's a degenerate gambler. Again, perception is reality, but all these things are coming out. I know I'm touching on a variety of not exactly the most positive stories right now. But wait a minute. But Isn't his whole legacy wought with gambling? Yeah, well, that— uh, TJ, jump in here a second. Back the reason yeah, he's not. Yeah, didn't he lose his Hall of Fame status or whatever because of the gambling? Yeah, so that's, he, got, he it, got kicked out of baseball because he was gambling on baseball. Right. Yeah. 
Never, never quite found out if he ever gambled. He said he never gambled on his own team and the games they play. But yes, that's the issue. And now it's obviously carried on into later years. So, well, I, still, I mean, don't they say once a cheater, always a cheater, once a gambler, always a gambler? I would say it stands to reason, unless people just stop gambling. But yeah, it stands to reason. So, unless you get treated for an addiction, which both would be addictions, right? They both be considered such, I would think. Right, but <laughs> an alcoholic. At least most of the ones that I've met, even when they're uh, rehabilitated and reformed or some of them even say former drinkers, they still identify as an alcoholic. Uh, I'm guessing that if you talk to a gambler that has an addiction to gambling, even when they're no longer making bets, they still will tell you that in their heart of hearts, they're still a gambler. True. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck, Pete. Want to see you in the Hall of Fame. Hope you do well with your personal issues here. That's all I can say. There's uh, socialunderground.com. You know, Gary Randall's a friend and guest of the show. He's the uh, owner and CEO of socialunderground.com, one of our favorite sites for news on It's Time Radio. They came out with a very interesting article the other week about the jobs that are going to disappear in 20 years. You know, you have you ever wondered what jobs will be around, what, what machines are going to take over, where we're all going? I mean, that's been a, a wonderment of me for many, many years. So I'm going to go down the list of the 20 jobs that they claim will disappear. In other words, they will not be handled by physical human beings. First one, postal service workers, the mailmen, they claim will disagree. not be anymore. Disagree with that. I have a tendency to disagree with that myself because FedEx, UPS, DHL, I mean. Right. You know, they're, they're not necessarily working for the USPS, but they're still couriers. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why it's going to go away. Perfect. Teleportation. You've been watching too much Star Trek. Yes, you have, Sammy. No. Put down the vape pen. No. No. We're not talking I, about we're not talking about teleporting a man to a doorstep to no, drop no, off mail. No. I'm talking about the future of transportation. Teleportation. Transportation in terms of oh, I don't know, Amazon delivering their fresh produce to you instead of in two hours, it would be in two minutes. If that's the case, then we're no longer going to have airlines. Pilots no are going to go away. Put that we're, on the list. We're 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 decades away from that, in my opinion. Decades. You just said twenty years. That we're, is decades, we're, dude. We're dimensions. We're dimensions Dimension. away from that because that's no, not we're real. Not. That's no, not. We're not. There's no. no we're not. Sammy, there's no. no proof to teleportation being a you real make, thing. Oh my God! Really? Oh. No. Please really? tell me. I mean, tell I'm us, tell us be Fantastic. Okay. I encourage everyone to go to Facebook to Project Pegasus and read the story of Andrew Bashago, who is the first chrononaut as a six-year-old that was implemented by the CIA, a teleportation freaking program, dude. And he was teleported to different time frames, including Mars. And it's not bullshit. Wait, and I interviewed this back. guy. Wait at extensively at length on the new Omnipod that I'm hosting brought to you by Omni magazine, the magazine of science and science fiction. And this guy is no freaking fracking joke. And we were talking about teleportation, how it would be implemented in the future. And that would be one way. Fricking fracking, uh, what podcast? I, I don't know. You, you lost me at science fiction. All right. That's what the Sammy pod. Don't be an asshole. Can I say asshole in our new home? Oh, yeah. You can do whatever you want. Sammy. Well, especially if you call TJ one and not me. Yeah, I guess. Hey, no, I'm hey. calling you. I'm calling Mr. Frickin Fracken over there. All right. Uh, okay. Is the earth flat, Sammy? What? Is the earth flat? No, silly goose. Oh, okay. Sorry. Where, where's Eddie Bravo? We need him. He'd be perfect for this one. Oh, okay. Hopefully now- he's not too close to the edge. Yeah, exactly. Sammy, you made a statement saying this man was teleported from here to Mars. I, well, I, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, a that's Mars jump heard. room. A what? Oh, my Lord. A Mars, a Mars jump? jump room. There is a location in New York, a location in El Segundo, California. Okay. So okay. A... Can, can, I just, can I just teleport from Rancho Cucamonga to LAX <laughs> when I want to? Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Your kid can go to the prom in France, and it's just like, how was that again? Do that sound again. Perfect. But it doesn't dismantle your DNA. It's not like Star Trek, dude. I asked all kinds of questions. 
You, I think it's like walking through a tunnel and a door, and there you are. All right, I think a lot of work's got to be done on this. If it's happening, it's happening. If it happens in 20 years. It is years, happening. I got you, it's happening. I'm sure they've been thinking about it. God knows I certainly would love they've to have it. They've been doing it, silly, since 1968. Then why is Buffer getting on a plane every week? Yeah, why am I getting on a plane? Why aren't I stepping onto a pod and getting to where I go? I got to go to Rio de Janeiro in two weeks. I would love to do this. Because the government isn't allowing you to do that yet. Mm, right, the government. All right, let- the government. Okay. I got Sammy, we're not questioning you, but we are questioning you. But you know what? It's something to be observed. And if it's true, it'll come out and it'll be in the news. Okay. But well, that- guess what? People can find out more on the Omnipod, guys. It's about science and science fiction. If you go to Omnimagazine.com, there's an audio version or just go to YouTube, the Omnipod. And our first one is up there. Okay. I'll take your word for it. And all I can say in one word to that uh, whole scenario is science. Okay, great. Oh, gosh. Truth is out there, <laughs> you, Bob. You guys are non-believers. No, no, we are believers. Are you kidding? I would love for that to be in development. It kind of took me light years away from where I was going with the story, but still, right. I'm with you. I'm for with you. So now I'm going to now I'm going to go I'm down not, the list. Hang on real go quick. Ahead. I'm a non-believer. I want to I want to put that out there. I don't believe that's real, okay? I'm, you know I'm what? A, you, well, Hey, I hope Sammy, you're right. You're just not going to get to teleport when you get older, sir. Sounds Sammy, great. I hope I hope you're right too. I hope you're right too, Sammy, because I would love to have access to that. God knows how much it would cost, but I would love to have access to that for my own personal needs. All right, so let's go down the list a little more. Postal service workers, farmers, and agricultural workers—they're claiming uh, cashiers. Stop, I think that's stop. pretty. Let's un- go down one one by one here. Uh, right, farmers one? and agriculture stuff. That, Please have human beings do that forever because, I mean, that's They're the food not. that we eat. That's the food that we We're eat, We're not even going to be eating food in the future. It's going to be like Soylent Green, like crackers. Where did you find her? This isn't the real Sam. This is, <laughs> this is someone that's different, Buff. What's going on? Yeah, well, I think, luckily, I think most of our audience is not going to even relate to the movie Soylent Green, the Charlton Heston film, where they used to eat cubes of green food, which was made up from human beings that died to keep <laughs> the other human beings living. People. Yeah, they were eating people to stay alive. Okay, but, you know, in film, as in Buck Rogers, Star Wars, all these things, these things are coming true. Buck so, Rogers? <laughs> Buck Ro- that was the first. I mean, Buck Rod, Ray Guns, Travel Space, all that. Nobody thought that was going to happen. It all came true. The Jetsons, it's pretty much all come true, except for flying cars, which is coming true. I mean, the Jetsons sort of came true. Sort of, sort of. I'm just trying to make a point. You never even see the ground in the Jetsons. It's because they're high up. Right, right. Right. And everyone, I guess you're right, everyone's high today. Uh, (laughs) All right, cashiers. Yes, I can see that happening because we're getting close to that right now, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually went to Target and had someone check me out. I was I was doing the personal self-checkout thing. Exactly. Newspaper delivery. Definitely. That's going to be the case. Travel agents. I can see that being the case. It's happening uh, right now. Travel agents will always have a home with big corporations. You know, the UFC is never going to get rid of their travel agent. You know what I mean? No, they won't have to. But your right. average travel agent right, is going to yeah. be. They're toast. Yeah. There's a, it's I hate to refer to like that. I know what you meant saying that, but you know I want people to hold their jobs. But yeah, they're librarians. I can see that happening. College computers, find your book. The average uh, library has a tablet on the table. But I think it is. I think you still need librarians to make sure the books are correct and everything else. No, there's but, not going to be any more books. No, no, there will always be books. There will always be certain uh, bits of literature that is on paper form, but it's going to be more. Uh, like a proprietor of a museum rather than a, a yeah, librarian. Yeah, and there's not a lot of job openings for that. Right, right. But, I mean, the job's not going to go away. It's still going to exist. All right, I'll go with that. Telemarketing, absolutely. You know, human yeah. beings, are, that's going to go. It's going away now. I, I'm you floored are- at the amount of cold calls I still get on my phone from these uh, telemarketers that are trying to sell me, like, extended warranties for my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like, Here's the big problem with telemarketers, and, and Bruce, you know this business better than anybody. Granted, it's been a, it's been a little while, but you know this business better than anybody. I know the nuts and bolts. How, how did they get to really become so lazy that they just have these robocalls where it, it's a recording and you have to press one to get to an operator? Like, no one—we we don't have the attention span to listen to the people that we love talk to us for more than 30 seconds. No one has time to get through the spiel about how my 
you know, uh, auto insurance or extended warranty is about to go up in flames. And if I listen for another 20 seconds, I'll get a command prompt to press one and then get uh, transferred to somebody like those things can't make money. I'm with you. Agreed. But the main thing is the whole the point the whole point of telemarketing is the number of calls that can be made. An average human being at best is going to dial 25, 30 calls that are answered an hour. And that's a good rate. A, a robotic telemarketing call can hit like 200 numbers or more, maybe more. I don't know the exact amount these days, but it's all about covering as much space as possible to get the people to leave their name or to create the appointment or whatever they're trying to do. So, yeah, I do see telemarketers, which now is being sourced out from the United States over in India and in the Philippines. You're getting calls for telemarketing where there's customer service. Otherwise, that's definitely an industry that's going to be hit. The other industry they say, too, is jobs related to oil and coal, uh, transportation and freight jobs such as taxi and limo drivers, bus drivers, truck drivers, and we get back to mail delivery, FedEx, UPS, um, because they're going to be replaced in, in thinking by autonomous vehicles, such as what Elon Musk is working on. Medical industry jobs. Here's another one. Okay, um, they're going to cut Didn't a lot of needs. Did they just have that crash with, what was it, Uber, yes. the driverless vehicle? Yes, they did. So there's obviously a lot more perfecting and fine-tuning that needs to be done in that industry. So oh, the other- I also, hey, Bruce, I just saw um, an article earlier today. I can't find it now, but in essence, it was, I believe, China. They have in banks, tellerless banks where they have robots doing the teller part. There you go. That's another sign. That's a sign to where we're going. They also think Sa- because Sammy, gonna- you need to get out more. That's called an ATM. ATM. <laughs> you're hilarious. No, I'm talking about when you walk in a bank and you're like, hey, I need help with my loan or uh, it's called lending in my account. Can you waive my overdraft fee? There's no one to talk to. It is a robot. And who knows if they're going to be nice to you? Well, that'll remain to be seen. We'll find that out. But now with all the uh, automated uh, cars, the autonomous car vehicles they're expecting they're going to be on the road, with the improved safety of cars being able to drive by themselves, they claim now that's going to cut out a lot of the need for more doctors and nurses because there's going to be fewer accidents with fewer people being hurt to treat, less and less patients that hospitals will be treating means lessening need for people to treat them. I find that one a little far-fetched, but... Who knows? Hey, can I teleport into the bank's vault and then just pick up a couple things and then teleport out of there? Hey, according to Sammy, it can be done right now. Perfect. Then you're going to be be arrested, buddy. No, no, I'll teleport out of jail. Throw me in jail. I don't give a shit. Dude, you could go. Whoa, the cursing going on here. You could go backwards and forwards in time to very important events. Could I go backwards in time to last Wednesday when I was in the final 50 of a $500,000 tournament and I got the worst bad beat on the river that knocked me out? I'd love to go back to that hand, Sammy. You probably could. <laughs> okay, then I'm really looking but forward I to this. If you, if you, something happens, it doesn't alter the future if you do something different, but it's as if there's another dimension existing at the same time with oh, another year. All right, dimensions. Okay. I think we need Eddie Bravo and Sammy on the same show. That could be a hilarious, fun, and educating show. For bring us. on Eddie Bravo. Let's bring on Eddie Bravo and Sammy Phillips. That's going to be a match made in heaven, I'm sure. All right, as a last note, something very close to my heart, really cool. Everybody's always trying to break records when they can. A record, again, has been broken. A world record. Uh, a buddy of mine named Garrett McNamara set back in 2011 by surfing the biggest wave ever at 78 feet. Well, that was just broken by Brazilian surfer Rodrigo Coxa. He's been crowned the honor of riding the biggest wave ever, and he rode a wave that beat the record by two feet in Nazaré, Portugal, back on November 8th. has been documented and confirmed. He surfed an 80-foot wave. I watched a video of this, and it's just mind-boggling how a human being can do that. So kudos to him. Kudos to my favorite sport of all time and all the surfing that goes with it. Sammy, what's going on in your life? What do you want to tell the audience about Let's Let It Flow? You know, Trump... Um, he, I knew that was going to come up. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, hey, no, let's teleport him to Mars. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Can we leave him there? Yeah. I didn't say it. With you all guys the red did. Dust. For the FBI listening, I didn't say a word. That's well, TJ DeSantis, hey. Sammy Phillips talking I'll, about I'll, I'll, a fact-finding mission. I'll, yeah, he's, um, he's an explorer. 
Yeah, no, to do some market research. Right. And uh, also to uh, FBI, NSA, CIA, Secret Service, uh, teleportation's not real. So. Oh, God, why don't you just call them all into the party? That's like. Hey, maybe they need a podcast done. I'm I'm their guy. Oh, Jesus. So anyway, he planted a fake fucking tree that Macron gave him. But the, the Macron trees in. What's that called when you're in quarantine? Yeah, the tree's in quarantine, but they had to go through a fake tree ceremony. So there's that. That's kind of annoying. Oh, yeah. Did anybody catch the White House Correspondents' Dinner? Oh, with the comedian that gave those jokes? Yeah. Yes! I, I read about it. I'm sure you love that, Sammy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It was pretty pretty epic. It really was. Um, I mean... There's a lot of fallout today because of her, um, her jokes. You know, she was quite harsh on Sarah Huckerbee, Huckerbee, whatever her name. Yeah, that was that was very harsh. You know, I. Oh, you know what? Oh, boo, fucking who? That lady lies to the American public on a daily basis, and she deserves everything she gets. Sorry, no sympathy right over here. No sympathy, Sam Phillips. Sammy, that's why we talk on this time radio. You can say your opinion about everything, and you just did, and. You're allowed to. We got a boo effing who. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Boo fucking who. And the comedian's name, by the way, is Michelle Wolf. Nobody's heard of her before. And all of a sudden, they're like, who the fuck is this chick with the annoying voice? A really bitingly acerbic, uh, uh, just bitingly acerbic comic. Bottom line. You know, was it all appropriate? No, but you're not supposed to be quote unquote appropriate at the white house correspondent dinner. Comedy is more often than not inappropriate. Yeah. Hey, listen, nobody gives a fuck when president Trump says inappropriate bullshit. Nobody, not a person. I mean, people do, but nobody does anything about it. So all these very same people that put up with his racist bullshit, like all of his little cronies in the white house and, and all those Republicans tell you how, tell us how you really feel, Sam. All of them are all like up in arms about this Michelle Wolf lady, but uh, they should really be like that about the commander in chief who's five times as worse. It's only bad because, ooh, it's a woman saying these awful things. Oh, well, she's a comedian. She grabbed her spotlight and now she's getting, she got her moment. And now she's going to get. A lot more popular because of her moment, which seems to be the thing that people strive to do these days, get more popular any way they can. Well, oh, guess what? what she she, she's got a Netflix show coming out like May 27th. Perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. When opportunity, right, when, when opportunity presents itself, you got to capitalize. Exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, an alert just came up on CNN. What is this? It's an exclusive. Oh, my God. What? Uh, it kind of goes along. We were talking about earlier, but it's a little more horrific. Um, after an evening of cocktails in San Diego, a woman got into the back of an Uber for a ride home, claiming it was her first Uber ride ever. She was so intoxicated that she had the driver stop so she could throw up. And then she passed out in the back seat. When she regained consciousness, the Uber driver was on top of her, raping her a block oh, from her home. God. Yeah. You I know, uh, this just, this I, came through. I saw a thing on uh, CNN earlier today that said, um, in the few years that Uber has been around, there have been, uh, 100 uh, cases. One, 104. Yeah, case. 103. 103 cases. Yeah, 103 yep. uh, cases of sexual misconduct uh, alleged against drivers of Uber, which, uh, yeah. I out, mean, out of, out of that alleged, out of that alleged, uh-huh. okay, 31 drivers have been formally convicted right. for crimes ranging from forcible touching to false imprisonment to rape, uh, and dozens of other criminal and civil cases are pending on these Uber drivers. Wow. You know, wow. I, I don't know. I would love to see statistics on how many uh, cab drivers are accused of the same thing year in and year out. But the, the bottom line is, uh, I'm sorry, it's important to get a, a ride home whatever way you can if you are inebriated and intoxicated. But right. you can't be out in public and get to that point where you're not able to do life's basic minimums to walk and talk and think and uh i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not victim shaming here by any means but you as as smart human beings we can't allow ourselves to be put in those situations at any point in our lives 
That's yeah, the but hold on. Like an Uber is you're almost like your designated driver. So people fall back on that particular mm. service to no, be no service the, that is provided by a stranger though, Sammy, is is like your buddy. Your buddy. Well, you know, your, it's funny because yeah. they were just saying in the news that whoever the Uber CEO was talking about stricter regulations and doing background federal, you know, background checks on all drivers. Right. In the future. Maybe not in the past, but well, they have to be done. It's got to be done. There's no question to, to prevent this. And the driver, uh, to carry this a little further, when she couldn't get out of the car, he carried her into her apartment, threw her onto the bed, and that's where he assaulted her, according oh, to her. Oh, Jesus. It's horrible. Really. And then also, here's a here's the thing that people don't realize. They've got ratings, these drivers. And you, as a customer, guess what? You've got a fucking rating, too. We all what? have a rating. They rate us. We rate them. So if somebody's pulling up with a 1.5 rating and it's supposed to be five stars. Maybe don't get in that car and ask for a different one. I think That's- that I think they actually take your Uber uh, privileges away from you as a driver if you drop below like a 4.5 or 4.6 or something like that. Well, good. Good. So, Sammy, I take Uber all the time. Just uh, again, you, you pointed out something. So when I look on Uber, I can see the rating of my driver, right? Yeah. And you can see your rating. Yep. Pull up your app. Okay. All right, I'm gonna check that out because that's Ooh, a very that's a very I important. I know what your point. rating is, Bruce. I got a four point nine for the record. Oh, you want me to look it up? Oh, <laughs> you should absolutely four point nine four. Oh, all right. Wait, I'm going into my Uber here. Where do I find? As soon as it comes up, does it show my rating? No, when it comes up, there's the little three bars on the upper left hand corner. Got it. Click it. Got it. It'll say your name, Bruce, and it'll say your rating right under. Wow, I'm four point six nine. Oh, is, is that good? I think you're four sixty nine. Is that is that what you are? You're uh, for that? Yeah. Excuse me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, four point six nine. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's well, good, right? No, that's, that not, yeah. that's not very good. If you're a driver, you'd have your privileges taken away from you. No, I'm a passenger. Maybe somebody got upset I didn't tip them enough because now they want tips. Well, you have to give them tips. I you- do. I do. Now they allow you to. Yeah. They didn't allow. I mean, it wasn't there before. If you gave them a tip, it was a cash tip. Now yeah. they put now they now they put the tips that you can do it right on your on your app after they drop you off. Well, you need to get your rating up there, Buff. Oh, yeah. geez. Time to drive around a little bit more. <laughs> Time to Uber everywhere. Right. Well, actually, yeah. no, Sammy. He's going to teleport soon. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Now I will be Ubering for the next day. Hopefully, just one day. I was driving to the gym this morning, and my car <laughs> for some reason started making a weird noise. I had to stop and have a tow to my shop and you know mercedes they break wind and they cost you a thousand dollars so i'm really looking forward to my mechanics call here in the next 30 minutes anyway i'll be ubering i'll be ubering tonight and i will tip and i will check the rating of the driver and i will not i would never drink that much neighbor act that way anyways it's not an issue okay good it yeah uh, sammy Vern troyer passed away mini me oh no uh, yeah well you know that he passed away last week you didn't hear about that no i didn't yeah Vern troyer passed away he was one of the shortest ver- men in the planet he was a sweet guy. He was a very nice guy. I met him a couple of times, but you know, was I'd read where he, you know, a little bit of issues with alcohol and stuff. And I, if I read correctly, there was a, I don't know exactly how he passed, but anyway, Vern Troyer brought us entertainment with, um, awesome powers and other things since then. So my condolences go out to he and his family. Some news reports and, suggested that he was just not a very happy individual. And, and when you live a life of uh, unhappiness, it's, you know, it's a, it's a hard one to really sort of, grasp and, and, and deal with. Uh, he always had the prettiest girls with him, though. I met him a few times at uh, radio station events and, and other things. And he, Oh, yeah, he had hot girlfriends, like girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah like legit. It wasn't just uh, a one-time thing. Like, he, he was in relationships with these ladies. He, uh, yeah. he seemed to always be having a good time, even though if he wasn't necessarily the happiest person. Gotcha. Well, I think he was in a lot of pain. I think yeah. just when you're that tiny... The amount of stress on your little joints and bones and stuff. No, for it, sure. And and also, I think his brain keeps growing, but the head doesn't. Something it's gotta, keeps growing. It's it's got to be tough all the way around. But you know what? He when he performed and when he did his job, he did it well. Gave us entertainment. So I wish him and his family the best and condolences to yeah. every, all of his loved ones, most definitely. All right, TJ, what's up with you, buddy? Uh, well, this airs on Thursday, so tomorrow night, live on UFC Fight Pass, I will be uh, calling Invicta Fighting Championships 29. Uh, former UFC fighter and former Strikeforce champion Sarah Kaufman will vie for Invicta FC Gold when she takes on the undefeated German 
Katharina Lenner. Now, let's tie this into Sammy a little bit. Katharina Lenner, um, 7-0 from Germany. She's mm. uh, making her second Invicta FC appearance. And if you want to throw down, I think it's $4,000, you can buy the panties that she's going to wear in her fight. So uh, what? Just, what? What? Yeah, what? Just, just Google Katharina Lenner, uh, and I think it's it's not Kickstarter. What's the other one that they do? What's the uh, other thing that they do? GoFundMe. Uh, GoFundMe. Go uh, Katharina Leonard, GoFundMe. You can uh, find out if anybody has bought her uh, soon-to-be-used panties for her fight. Okay, so this is a way of her raising money for herself or yeah, for charity? Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's for herself. It's, uh, you know, there's because, there's not a lot of money out there outside yeah, of the UFC and mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, she found a way that she feels she can make more money uh, than just getting some sponsors. And uh, one of the things that she offers is... Uh, yeah, her panties. And, and she also offers her fight shorts, if you want both. But, uh, yeah, her underwear, apparently, uh, up for the right price. More power to her. I, boy, this has been a show of firsts. We hey. have a lot of firsts that we talked about in the show. I've never heard of that one. Do you think said. anybody be into my boxer briefs? I mean, I'll wear them during the show. Of course, silly. You should be selling your toenail clippings. Oh. Your... Well, Do you shave? I mean, I, I very like once every three months I shave. Yeah. I mean, but do you like do you like take a dog groomer and like buzz anything off like chest hair, back oh, hair? Oh, you okay, mean manscape? Now, now we're getting manscaped. real uncomfortable here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I am Italian. All right. That's all you I'm can sell say. that. Uh, yeah, probably to the same people that invented that teleportation device and they'll make me uh, a cloned and I'll be like that sheep dolly. Hey, they can teleport it into the future. So when you go even when you need your hair even more, <laughs> you can put it back on. What do you That's mean when joke. I need my hair? Even yeah, more? I know. I know. I know. That we got to we got to go in the other direction for that buff. We got to go back in time. Uh, if I'm going to save my time. hair. Yeah. To 1863. Sam, yeah, the year Sam me, was born. Sammy, are you telling me that the, I, Sammy, I'm gathering because you work in the adult industry that are you telling me that the, the, the adult film stars, male and female, they do this to raise money for themselves. Well, no, I'm saying that I am, am aware of one. I'm basing everything on this one particular girl. Oh, that, that one particular that, girl. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you can, you, can, you like can sell everything. Anything. Yeah, there, there, I mean, there's a buyer for pretty much anything, Buff. You know yeah. that. You're in the collecting business. You know that somebody will collect anything. You ever guys ever do this? Before we leave, I'll tell you uh, kind of a funny self-deprecating uh, thing that happened to me yesterday. I got home after running some errands, right? And I don't know why, but I took my Rolex off and I just put it down. But I didn't know that I put it down. I got downstairs doing some other stuff and I suddenly felt my arm like, wait, where's my watch? You ever oh, go through yeah. like, what happened to it? I thought it fell off my wrist. Oh, yeah. I got back in the car, retracted my steps, spent an hour driving to every place I was, only to get back, see it sitting on the shelf in my closet because I just took it off when I was changing my oh. shirt. Buff, I've done, the, ever, I've done the exact same thing, but looking for like a hoodie or a jacket. And I, yeah. I find out that it's tied around my waist. Oh, keys in my pocket while I'm scanned the whole house. Yeah, yeah I've done yeah. that too. We're all or capable I've of that. Desperately been looking for my cell phone while I've been on my cell phone talking to someone, telling them that I'm looking for my cell phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, that's, that's I, hate, I hate to admit this, but I've done the same thing. Right. God, <laughs> darn it. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. You, yeah, know, that's I, you know, I keep losing all my money. I don't I keep spending it on what? things. Yeah, I, I just get money and then I spend it on things and it's not there anymore. The worst. Right, be wanna, careful. You wanna, you wanna I gotta hear? tell you, my got, little nephew. What, how old is your little one? Six. Ten. Okay, six. Uh, this is aimed at TJ. Okay, so my little nephew um, basically became a loan shark very, very young, <laughs> and he was he was giving he was loaning money to little teeny kids at school while he was a little teeny kid at school, and wow. I asked him how he got this money, and he said. From drunk people who drop money on the floor, on the ground, on the sidewalk, and his parents that drop money. Oh, so wow. be careful because they run around like little scavengers and yeah. they save it so that well, they can I, be a loan shark. All right. Two questions. Uh, one question, then one explanation, then we're signing off. How much big did he charge a week? How much? Uh, how many points did he charge for the money oh he was putting God, on the street? percent <laughs> Uh, three points a week. If you didn't pay it back the next day, or it was a hundred percent with the next day, this kid it. had a racket. He got in trouble. Yeah, of course he should. 
What an industrious kid, though. All right, here's my last story, okay? You guys know that I like to play poker, right? So when I go to Vegas, I got to have a little bankroll on me if I step into a game. I'm being totally honest with you with what I'm about to tell you. I had an envelope in one of my UFC trips from a previous trip to Vegas. It was in my backpack, right? While on this trip, I was given very nicely by UFC, a UFC backpack, a Reebok backpack, which I carry now with, you know, bigger store, some stuff in. I took everything out of my backpack that was in my hotel room before I left from my plane to put in the new backpack. But there was a bank bag in there that had roughly $6,000 in cash in it. I got back home. I can't find the darn envelope. I can't find the banker's envelope. I don't know if I dropped it, if it got stolen. But what I think I did is when I left the empty, so-called empty backpack in my room, oh, no. there, is a, there is a maid or a cleaning lady or a custodian or somebody is walking around that found a nice envelope, bank envelope with $6,000 in cash in it that I will never see again. And they, Talk they, about they, Did you ever call the hotel to see if anyone turned it in? Of course I did. It's not going to happen. That's a bum out. I, uh, wow. I, I, <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, God. How do you think I felt on that hey, one? Oh, I, my God. I, I've been in some of those situations where I've left really important things, uh, cell phones, long before they had a lock on them and, and weren't rendered useless if it weren't in your own possession. Um, an iPad one time I left on an airplane, um, wallet full of cash. I've always gotten it back 100% intact and a dollar missing. Um, I've been very, very fortunate, but uh, it doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't always work out that way. Now, we're going to start off, but I got one more addition. 30 years ago, we're in Vegas with my dad, mom. We're having a weekend trip. We're actually all at a collectible show there. My dad had a nice win that night, very strong blackjack player. We get to the show that we were going to, a collector show that we were exhibiting at, and my mom goes, Bruce, I left $20,000 in cash on the top of the bar in our in our suite back at the hotel and it's it's all wrapped in a twenty thousand dollar band don't tell your father can you run back there and see if it's there and if it's not then we'll tell him and i'm thinking oh man this is going to be really rough to tell my dad right Right. yeah i jammed all the way back to the hotel got in the maid was already there cleaned the room everything and that banded twenty thousand dollars in cash was sitting right on top of the bar in plain view How's yeah, that? she probably thought it was like a test and there was a camera. <laughs> I'm glad she could think whatever she wanted or he or she, whoever it was. Thank God they thought the way they wanted. That could have been one of the worst nights of my mom's life. <laughs> hey, Sammy, who was the loan shark? Was it your nephew? Yeah, um, um, dare I say it was Buck. Okay, well, it's a good thing Buck wasn't sent back to get that uh, 20 Gs because they only would have found like five and, and had to tell his mom. I don't know where the other 15 went. Yeah, no shit. Yep. Well, honesty is the best policy, folks. I hope everybody learns lessons. Okay, this was one of those interesting little different shows we have on It's Time Radio, but that's what you can expect when you see the beautiful Sammy Phillips in our promo ask because we can never know what to expect, and we love having Sammy on the show. Thanks, wait Sammy. Minute, Thanks wait for coming a minute. on. Wait a minute. I just so paid you a compliment. Are you going to say I said something wrong? No, I'm, I just love that. It's all these weird things. Well, some of the weird things came up because of me, but you also had a, a slew of weird topics on your own end. Absolutely. It was, it's a weird topic day. There you go. Hey, when you guys start talking about that show prep you did a few years ago in Bruce's bed, can I teleport off this radio show and get out of these awkward <laughs> moments? That had to come out right before I was about to sign off. Okay, here we go. There are no secrets on It's Time Radio, folks. We're an open book. <laughs> Hey, really quick, follow me on the Twitter, people. It's The Single Life. The Single Life. Instagram is Sam's Pajama Party. And then uh, look for the Omnipod. There you go. TJ? Oh, yeah, at TJ DeSantis on everything. And uh, if you can't find me, I probably teleported with that old uh, drummer from that band called Iron Butterfly. Remember that song, Indigata Navita? He went missing. Probably just went to Mars. You know what? I got a Davida, I'm sending you Project Pegasus. I'm sending you this link, TJ, to you. Perfect. You. Perfect. Uh, someday you'll have me on the Omnipod, maybe. Would you mind I, sending yeah, it to you know, me you know, also? You know, maybe we'll have this. Send it to me also, Sammy. Maybe we'll have this man on the show with you. And we'll oh my God! Do you know he ran for president in 2016? Sure, I'm yeah. sure you want him to run in 2020. So let's have his information, and we'll get him on the show. Right, he's probably going to teleport to 2020, where he'll already be president. There you go, <laughs> Sammy. You're not going to live this one down, but it, we're with you. We we would love to That's see it. That's fine. Sammy. I don't. We care. would love to see it. 
Okay. That's good. Guys, I am about to sign off. Is everybody cool? Yeah. yeah okay. I'm cool. <laughs> cool. I know you're cool. Be cool, Abdul. Here we go. Sammy, <laughs> great to have you on the show. Love you dearly. I'll talk to you when I talk to you. I'm going to take me two days to recover from our show today, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, everybody. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people you want, you want to be treated. Again, TJ, thank you so much, my partner and friend. I'll talk to you next week with another guest from this time radio. And right back to our audience. Everybody, treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Learn about them. Pick your path. Walk down that path and be the best you can be because life is about winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio along with a few weird stories here and there. But again, that's life. Have a great week, everybody. Treat everybody with respect. I'll say it over and over and over again. Treat everybody with respect. Be good to who you know. Buffer out. Beat me up, Scotty. You asshole. (laughs) It's Time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.